Hey, Chicago Bear fans, welcome aboard to the inaugural first podcast of Bearing It All with Mark and Chris. Today, we are going to uh, talk about reaction to the Bear game. And every week, that's what we'll bring you is our reaction to the Bear games. Unfortunately, today's reaction is not what we were hoping for for our inaugural visit. Uh, However, we are still excited to be here. A little bit about us before we get started. My name is Mark. I'm in my 50s. I've been a Bear fan my whole life. I live in California. Joining us today is my best friend, Chris. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, thank you for having me. So we're finally getting this started, our first uh, podcast of 2023. And uh, I think this is this is the opening. This is our platform so that we can vent on good and bad days. Yes, Chris and I have been friends for many years. We discovered we were Bear fans when we first met. But quickly we discovered we were, that we're different kind of fans. So how would you put that, Chris? I, I'm, uh, You're the I'm nice a, guy. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, I, uh, I tend to look at the bright side of everything. Uh, it's just my personality. I tend to uh, think that the Bears are bigger than any uh, player, bigger than any organization. So uh, the organization's always right. But, boy, I uh, was disappointed with this game because I was really starting to believe in the direction ownership has been taking this team with the hiring of Kevin Warren and uh, Ryan Poles. So impressive. But, boy, today's coaching looked just like the last – century yeah yeah the last <laughs> the last 10 seasons i mean you go back it just it just looked bad it looked bad we weren't ready we weren't prepared we do all this preparing um uh, preseason and and uh players connecting and getting along and doing all of that yeah uh, exactly but to perform the way they performed it's just dis- disappointing also, joining us today as a special guest is my son, Peyton. Peyton has been a lifelong Bear fan. He's had no choice, unfortunately, but it's okay. I think uh, he forgives me. Peyton, uh, joining us today, wants to shed a little light on his thoughts as well. Hi, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about how uh, bad they were today. I mean, really, this is it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, so I had all the notes taken for the entire game, but, you know, it's not going to unfortunately be one of those games. Uh, I mean, one of those podcasts. But still, having said that, we're here. We're excited. I still believe in the rest of the season. I'm not sure if my partners do, but we will go from uh, from this point on. So a little bit about the game. Uh, it started off a little strange, uh, weird penalty on Roshan Johnson. Um, ended up with a, uh, I like the fourth and one uh, option in the first. The fields was short. I, he went high, should have went low. Disappointed, but still happy they went for it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I, I mean I'm I'm excited that they, at least we're trying something, but it's just the play calls. The play calls are just disappointing. It's you know we all know that if uh, if you're going to do a quarterback sneak, you're going to get low and you're going to have the support from your backs to push you forward. This little movement, this little not even reaching out, just kind of like a little jump with the helmet doesn't give you a first down no we all know that well they shouldn't have been in that position then to begin with because of the awful Cole Komet third down and one uh yeah. play call where he yeah. was under center I agree Peyton even Justin um, Fields is a better runner terrible Cole, yeah. terrible Cole right Matt Nagy-esque <laughs> yeah I didn't understand that why like Matt Nagy put it in the hands of 
the least talented player and hope for the best. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's it just it's it's a Chicago. It was a, it was a tone setter. It's a Chicago play. That's it very. It was a tone setter. It's almost scripted. It's almost like you you've seen this play over and over and yeah. over again. And then we get the Packers. They get the ball third and thirteen. And I look over at my son. I said, "So this is going to pretty much determine the rest of the year." And what happens? Perfect completion for a first down. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs, uh, slant, number 87. Uh, looked like Jordy Nelson. And, uh, yeah, after that, um, humiliating. Bad. And then they scored Romeo Dobbs again uh, on a third down and goal where the Bears had absolutely no pass rush. Jordan Love throws a touchdown on his first series. I noticed that our defensive tackles were completely missing. They were running all over us. But having said all that, I still felt that uh, – that the Packers had practiced all week on that specific drive. They've got nothing else. We'll adjust. Texting everybody, that's how I felt because that's how I truly felt. Um, and then Paul starts killing us. First and 20. Uh, fight breaks out. I see DJ Moore shoves his player. Costs us a first down. But I liked the team player aspect of that play. I liked that DJ Moore was sold. Good intensity. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like the offensive line coming to Fields Rescue when they shoved them a little late. It felt like the only part they gave that entire game. Was yeah, that was, a, that was the only spark I, that I seen. That, that You know, that's our quarterback. We got him. We got his back kind of attitude. Yep. But also the, the, the part that I disliked is that Justin had to get out, and he got hit clean. He was in bounds. It was in bounds. So it was, you know, if we did that to love – We'd be excited, and and hopefully we wouldn't have gotten a, a bad call. But who knows? Even in our stadium. Yep. It's a thought that counts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that quarter ended with uh, Santos kneeling a 47-yarder. Bears down 7-3. Um, started the second quarter. Fields looked good. They had a first. Good run. We saw a little bit of Dante Foreman in there. Um, then they get down to the goal line. Uh, three straight f- throws. I mean, yeah. I don't get and it. Including I'm, a Lucas Van Ness sack. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Getsy playing, yeah. calling a run on every first down like he's done every single year that he's been there. But three straight throws, come on, man. Well, it, but yeah, but here's the other thing. What, what, you're, uh, you start your offense with what got you there. What got you to the red zone was mixing it up. A little pass, not so deep, just a little toss, a run. Let's get there. And once we're there, I mean, three straight passes, the, the Green Bay defense was ready, prepared. They're like, all right, come, come. We know already what you're going to do. Yeah. The only plus on that drive was Santos, again, nailed another kick. Felt good about him. Um, but, you know, we shouldn't be complimenting the kicker. <laughs> no, because we all hate fucking field goals. Yes. Yes, but... It was nice to see Santos coming on strong. I like the guy. Um, Two-minute warning. Herbert has a good run. Commit. It's a good five yards. And then screen, at this point. Screen, play, screen play again to uh, DJ Moore. Claypool completely misses the block, blows it up. What did what'd you guys think of Claypool on that play? Whew. Well, uh, bad game for Chase Claypool. Um, you know, in a contract year where the Bears are asking you to uh, – be there, play well, Perform. and give effort and block. And, and he didn't do anything. He had two targets today, no catches. Um, those are just one of many plays where Claypool was just flat out uh, bad. Yeah. And 
it's 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 bad. It's like you said, a contract year. Yes. So what does that tell you? Play your fucking ass off. Yeah, you should be like, you know, like simple. Uh, you know, you know, the star receivers have to do this block too, right? Justin Jefferson has to block. Jamar Chase has to block. It, that looked like a coaching error, like someone had neglected to tell him what to do on that play. I mean, because he was standing there watching a the guy run by him. Yeah. Um, yeah. No pressure. Four rushers. I, honestly, I don't understand why they didn't just have one rusher yeah. and ten guys in the backfield because – Might as well. It was absolutely – The four-man rush is not getting it done. Yeah, and what's up with the, this <laughs> defensive play calling? I thought Eberflus, that was his – it, it was. I thought he was a genius for for being the defensive coordinator. That's no. that was his bread and butter. That's what he's I, known I, for, I right? But, I didn't even see a blitz. But yeah, I mean that yeah, was just it was pathetic. Awful. I mean his love's fucking uniform was clean. Yeah, five to seven seconds. God, Colt McCoy, anybody clean anyone and mediocre, fresh. Anyone mediocre in this league would have killed them with five to seven seconds. The Packers were eighty plus percent on third downs that game. Yeah, that it's bad. You can't win games with like when stuff like that happens. So halftime ends. Packers up seventeen six at this point. Ten six. Ten six at halftime. Because the Bears gave the ball back yes. to Green Bay on Thank you punt. For yes. uh, and Green Bay capitalizes. They probably should have scored a touchdown, but they get a field goal. Bears, you know, you're down four at half. That's when you gotta get the motor going. You're, you're yeah. you've, you haven't scored a touchdown. Defense has not looked great. You have to get inspired. And what do they do? The complete opposite. That's where I noticed that our O-line is completely broken down. I knew we were going to have problems this year when Tevin Jenkins got hurt before the season started. And all of a sudden, Patrick's at center and Whitehair's at guard. And I thought, oh, man, this is not at all what I wanted. And it was evident. Um, I thought... Uh, I thought uh, That's when you come right back to the drawing board. Yeah. And you come back tomorrow morning... And you put your offensive line rookies or even second, third string players, even on the fucking practice squad. Yeah. On the and I want players that want to play. Well, and, and even a guy like Nate Davis, who they signed, was awful. Got eaten yeah. up by Kenny Clark and, and the Packers defensive tackle yeah. the other day today. Yeah, the guy had one practice under his belt before he started with us. I know that maybe he's going through something personal, but uh, it was very evident he was not in condition. Um. Yeah, the only bright spot on O line I'd say is our uh, our new rookie, Darnell Wright, looked pretty good, um, much better than Braxton Jones on today's game. Oh yeah, he horrible, bad game from Braxton Jones, who had a, a really uh, solid rookie year. But you know, in this draft, there's a lot of good tackles coming out. At least you know ten really good ones. You know, you know, first to second, first through three uh, offensive tackles. It's a make or break year for him. Yeah. yeah. So at this point. Uh, I write down a text that Chris sends me because uh, it's a good example of our kinds of uh, two kind of fans we are. I'm an optimist. Chris is more the cynic. Chris says, uh, we are very, very bad. They're exposing us, and we have no answers. Game over. Our podcast begins with anger and depression. So I sent him uh, LOL. I dismissed it, told him there's lots of time. And then I get destroyed for that because fourth and three, love throws a touchdown to Aaron Jones. Feels like the final nail in the coffin. Well, Aaron Jones scored before that, 17-6 on a rush. And then that next possession, uh, Aaron Jones on a fourth and three does a wheel route. TJ Edwards one-on-one Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones crushes him. Yeah. Fourth and three, Jones to the house, 24-6. That was his last snap of the game as well. Yeah, it looked like he blew a hammy. Yeah. 
but not after two touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, after 24-6, I figured the game was over at that point, and it was. Yeah, no, it looked like complete chaos. <laughs> it was. At, at this stage, it looked like chaos. The players were dejected. Luke gets his play calls were uninspired. I don't know if it's a lack of experience from him or if he just wanted to get home early. I, I, I don't know. I, I know I'm being facetious there, but um, he he's, was panicking. I didn't see I didn't see a coach in control in that moment. How do you guys feel? No, I thought that they that the coaches uh, lost their players in that moment. I think they lost them. I think these players felt like this is the same old team. Nothing's changed. I agree. I agree. I where was the coaching last year, Chris? I think the Bears got blown out maybe twice, and yeah. every single game they were in it, and they felt and it felt like. They were in it like they were trying their hardest. This one, worst Eber for this coach game I've seen all year. Oh, easily. Yeah. Because, you know, from last year, you were talking about how they didn't get blown out much. And they were pe- they were disciplined. They were top five last year in least penalized teams in the NFL. This, uh, this game, bad. Yes, um, we just had a lack of talent. Braxton Jones, I mean, three penalties alone. Um, false starts, offsides, holdings, uh Sloppy. Yeah, just sloppy. Disorganized, um, reactive. Here's my theory, and I'll get I'll do this quick, but I think you guys were talking about how um uh how the coaching is, is different. And I feel like it was especially with this team, is that last year they didn't play for anything. They weren't playing for anything, so they would just cut loose and, and play football. That's how you had games against the Dolphins where they scored 30 whatever points. That's how you had games against the Vikings where they were fighting. Games against Philadelphia, who had you know dominate should have dominated us, but it was a three point game. They didn't have anything to lose. They were just going out there and playing. This team, with all the free agents, with all the draft picks, um, and you know, in, in second years for Everflus, Allen's, uh, Allen Williams, and Luke Getzey, I think it got to their head. So they, true. They played. Um, they they played scared. They yeah. played nervous. They didn't cut loose. They weren't. Um, you know. You know, because last year, right, they had nothing to lose. Eberflus was not going to get fired no, after I, the first year. Yeah, they were. They felt more nervous. Both made it clear, yeah, and um, and it showed. It really did show. The team just they were not on the same page. No, and I went into this game pretty positive. I mean, I just felt pretty good about the our situation. Um, just we had more talent. That's how it felt. But man. and we do, we do on paper. We have more talent. Agreed. We have way more talent than the fucking Green Bay Packers. But today, it it showed the opposite. It showed that we weren't prepared. We were not ready. No, and Chicago Land's going to have a fit because, man, I, I saw a fan with the sign that said, our expectations were, were low, but holy fuck. Yeah. And honestly, that's how it felt. It's. Uh, I think it was almost the, the uh, you know, just the, the part where, you know, we get rid of or – they get rid of Aaron Rodgers, so we think this young quarterback is going to come in. He's going to be a little jittery. He's going to be a little scared. No, he played like he was in his own fucking home stadium. He played comfortable. He executed well. He didn't have any uh, frustration on his face. He had all this confidence that any young quarterback should have. Yeah, I'm not ready to crown that guy as uh, the next 
Green Bay, you know, phenom, but I agree with you. We, but if he beats us twice a no, year, no. Well, then that's, that's all they need. Well, you don't have to do anything special when you get five seconds to throw every play. Yeah. The Bears defensive no, that's line. that's my point. Is a mediocre awful. quarterback in the NFL I mean, is going to torch us. Straight up bad. And, uh, you know, and I won't. I don't want to discredit Jordan Love because he played well, and I, I thought, and I thought, um, and I thought, you know, he played a good game. But I'm not giving credit. You know, <laughs> the Bears' defensive line is a joke. It just is. It was. A, it, it's a joke. And, and our, and our and defensive coordinator needs to be reevaluated. Not doing any favors. Honestly, no. Getsy and the defensive coordinator need to be reevaluated because those two individuals just did everything conservative. I, right. I don't understand. I mean. Same old four down, cover two defense. No blitzing, no innovation. Cover two, cover two, cover two, cover two. I don't two. know if they blitz a single time. This no, game. I don't think they did. I, I really I don't, don't think they blitzed so. anyone. Not not even surprise a little corner. No. you know a linebacker dropping in. No, I feel like Eberflus is going to have to make some. That's not bare defense. Quick bare this. defense is known for our players to play lights out. Yeah, whether we're losing forty to nothing. Our defense was always going to be there, no matter what. No, it's a nightmare scenario. I mean, other than the fact that, thank God, no one got injured on our team, this is exactly the kind of scenario that every Bear fan dreaded. It's exactly the scenario that we got. And it's going to take an entire week of rebuilding their psyche just to get them ready for Tampa Bay, which is going to be tough. They looked good today. Can you imagine Baker Mayfield destroying us? That's embarrassing. Yeah, it'll be very, very embarrassing. Chicago has to pull their shit together fast. Like, I mean, they got to be like, it's a little break right now. Eat, kiss your family, and go back and fucking sleep in the stadium and get ready to practice Agreed. tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. The only bright spots to me, of course, are uh, Roshan Johnson. They got to give that guy more carries. He brought a level of energy that was desperately needed. Well, he sparked it. He did, and they right. scored a touchdown uh, with him in there. I Love the way that kid plays already. I'm already a huge fan. Yeah, and he's David Montgomery's replacement. You get rid of him in free agency, and you get him in the draft. And I think that's really valuable. Yeah. Absolutely. Darnell Wright, I thought, played well. A lot better than Braxton Jones, of course. Uh, again, no injuries. Tyra Santos looked good, and Akwe looked good. But, again, these are very, very few of the only bright spots that we saw Here's today. a little thing that I that I captured in the in – the, in the game, do you guys remember when uh, the camera focused on on uh, poles up in the yes. in the in the, uh, in the box? And I think he's taking notes and he's saying to himself, "What are we going to do? Who are we going to fire? Who who are we going to replace? Because we got to cover our ass fast." I I feel that that's the job of any GM because that was the look that he had. Well, even Eberflus is in trouble if he doesn't do something about his DC and his OC. I, I mean, because those were awful. Oh, well, and you were telling me also, Iberflus looks way worse compared to all the coaches that were hired the same year. So, oh, yeah. Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, uh, Brian Dable. They've all gone to the playoffs. Yeah. Iberflus has won three games. I mean, I get it. He's started with nothing compared to a lot of those teams. But I, I think he just looks flat, almost like a. Almost they, like a Dick Jerron. I mean, like they were not prepared. I don't know what Dick happened. Jerron, but the the fucking other guru. Um, oh, Tressman. Tressman. Yeah. Yeah, that's how he kind of looked. No, to me. I, I know Dave Wansat wasn't the best coach, but I loved that he brought energy and that he chewed his mustache off. Exactly. And, you know, there was something about 
that you know intensity that I loved. But like how you refer to Lovey, we all love Lovey. Yeah, but his defense fucking played lights yeah, out. But he, and he would adjust. And he would adjust. Correct. Well, it helps when you have Brian Urlacher and. Okay, I, I get that. Yes, <laughs> Mike Brown. Mike well, we're Brown. supposed to have some amazing <laughs> one. But, but uh, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I agree with you. Yes, you're right. Those are pro but goals. you know, there, I think I you know you talk about the positives. I think there's one positive for the future is that Ryan Poles knows exactly what he's like. I think I know what he's doing. He's building the trenches. He's trying to because he knows that the trenches are the most important team way to win and, games. We, got, and we got beat in the trenches and we got bad. beat in the trenches badly so the reason we lost mm-hmm. but he's going to continue to do that and i think you saw it last year with the draft when he drafted pickens dexter signing nate davis drafting darnell Wright. he's going to continue to build in the trenches and i think that's really good i agree and then in the meantime they just have to learn how to play together because they look like a bunch of individuals out there bad yeah with yeah. the last 10 minutes here let's talk about fields i'm of course a big fields fan I still feel like the kid has been put in a terrible situation. I admit that he made some uh, drastic, pretty major mistakes today. But I also recognize that this is a young man who thought he was going in to lead a different kind of team. And within one series, I think he realized that the O-line was not improved, that his receivers weren't getting open, that his running backs weren't able to break the first you know, defender. And I saw the look on his face, which was, Oh, no, not this again. I'm a fan, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a fan. But you got to put a short leash on this guy. This kid right now is just showing the same uh, um, bad habits that he displayed last year. Yeah. I, I talked to Peyton I, earlier. Peyton had it early, earlier. He, he nailed it, too. He was just saying there's no, like, uh, there isn't any, like, improvement. If you play, you take a whole year off, and there's no improvement – then that says a lot. Like, what are you doing that you should be doing and what are you not doing that you should be doing? You know, if that makes any sense, because I couldn't see any any change in this kid. Well, here's what I thought. I thought that Fields overall played a pretty okay game, but that's not good enough. You can't win games when, you know, especially when the Bears are this bad to be okay. And I think – yeah, you know, you're right. He does the same mistakes every game. The interception of Koi Walker, Greg Olson pointed out very well that he was staring down his receiver the whole time. Walker read him like a book. And then obviously the horrible tackling led to the pick six, but that's a different story. Um, I mean, also just holding the ball too long, taking sacks. I Granted, the <clears throat> offensive line was bad today. Everybody knows it, but there are plays Lucas Van Ness sack on, on second and goal where he just held the ball way too long. Yeah. I just I don't and, see how they don't how they're not able to just – Use a lot of play action with this kid. Well, they and they, and they, tr- they tried to moving. do every time they did play action, it, it failed miserably. And I think Luke Getzey is really scared of failing these yes. plays, so he does screens, he does slants, right. he does. I also curls. feel that Luke Getzey is very influenced by the media and is very influenced by. I can't let Jordan. I mean, uh, I can't let Fields run because if he runs, and I don't get credit. And it's just a kid with amazing talent and not my coaching. So, you know, the fact that there was no designed runs, maybe one designed run, come on, he got a dual dual threat there with Fields. I know he doesn't need a 1,000 yards in a season, but let him run a little. You have to. You have to let him go. You have to let him play. That's how he gets better. And also, like, why add Claypool and why add more and why add Tunyon and, and sign Comment if you're not going to give him the, throw him the ball? Exactly. 
There was no, there was no, the, from the very beginning of the game, the scheming was not the way it should have been. They didn't scheme more open. They didn't scheme Claypool open. They didn't scheme Komet open. The, the best passes they had all game were dump offs to Roshan Johnson. You're not going to win games like that. No, I just don't get why our line. I get that we had some movement, but that was so bad. That line was just awful. I, there I, are worse I, lines in the NFL. I don't know. Yeah, there I are. Agree. There I are worse lines in the NFL. It's no excuse for that. You, you when you have DJ Moore, give him the ball. You seen what already? What, DJ Moore touched it what twice? Two times. He had two and, catches. And and in football, a receiver's known for yak. Yak yards. Yeah. He did it really yards after the catch. That's what he's known for. And that's what he did. Even him falling in the catch, he still gains another eight, nine yards. Yeah. And he's yeah. It just, just being touched. I mean, even the two-point conversion. No, I know. He has it. No vertical shots for Komet down the seam. No vertical shots for Claypool. Yeah, I, Six for four, Chase Claypool. Right. And, and uh, again, I don't. You have it's to. It's going to take a week to really analyze these kind of things in my because I don't know enough about those play calls. But I agree with you on the surface. I don't. You know, it seems like there should have been more options for Getsy or your screen. Don't give it to Mooney when his Claypool's standing there. Give it to DJ Moore. What happened in the preseason? Way too many. Screens. He took off for what fifty yeah, yards. Way, way too many screens, and that's Getsy being scared of the offensive mm-hmm. line and. I don't know if this is true, but he might be a little afraid of Justin Fields. Throwing a pick? Throwing a pick. I agree. I guess. guess, Because if you don't go vertical with that speed, even the rookie. Tyler Scott. You you throw him. Why do you draft draft Tyler Scott? You put two receivers on each end. You got four. You're back in the backfield. Pitch a a little block. Fucking throw it out to the the sidelines. He's got the arm. So does any quarterback lose? In that situation, that gets he that gets he put the Bears in today. I, I mean, I want to say this was more on get, five. I want to say this is more on Getsy than it is on Fields. I'm I, not saying that I, Fields I was the reason that the Bears lost, but there are things that he still does that lose games, yes. like taking sacks, throwing bad picks, uh, not reading defenses well enough. I mean, it's going to come with time, but this is year four now. This is a contract year. If he doesn't play well, the Bears are going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's right. Like that's how fast it's go, they're go, the tables will turn. Poles said all the right things, gave him the keys to the yacht. Yes, DJ and Moore now, is, should be a, like that's that's a sign that we want you to succeed. Yeah, I'm not ready to extending Cole Komet. That's a, drafting Darnell Wright. We I, want you to succeed, and he is weapons. just he's not doing the little. things. I'm not ready to criticize Fields yet. Having said that, I, I do acknowledge and validate what you guys are saying. But again, I, I just love the guy. I can't do it yet. I, and I've seen too much raw talent there to dismiss him and put in someone like Tyson Bajent, you know. But to your point, by week three, we're 0 3. You know, do we just give up on the season and try different things? I don't know. Those are good questions. I I personally but don't 0, like that idea. 0 4 or 0 5? You got to try something. Right. But I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I, there's one last thing I want to touch on, and that's um, – I'll make it quick. But basically, um, there was we were validated by these – we were talking about how the vertical plays needed to be more – you know, they happen more, need to be more consistent. We were proven right when Darnell, Movie, Darnell Mooney in the slot, which is what he's good at, slot go, uh, maybe even a double move a corner, and he gets wide open and he scores. Justin Fields makes a great throw, and the Bears score a touchdown. 
why didn't they do that more? I agree. It's, like, it's, it's and Roshan it's, Johnson changed the energy, changed the level, and then you got something going, and then it's like there's your answer. Why? Why not? And you and it's not just Mooney. Moore can go deep. You have Komet that can go down the seam. Tunyon, Tyler uh, Scott, Tyler Scott. Scott, Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. and they don't do it, and it's it's baffling. So next week, um, Tampa Bay. One nice thing is we don't have any major injuries, so there's still some opportunities for us to turn things around. <clears throat> but football fans, man, this is tough. Week loss like that is tough. You lose two, three in a row, and you can lose the entire season. How do you feel about next week? I'm not liking it. But as a Bear fan, I mean, I'm supporting my team 100%. Absolutely. I mean, we have a chance. Uh, the, the Buccaneers are not a great team, but I am really nervous about their defensive line. Vita Vea, especially, is going to feast. If Lucas Patrick does not get his shit together, Vita Vea yeah. will have an oh, yeah, unbelievable yeah. game. Yeah, no, I, I Devin White. I, I thought yeah, maybe yeah. they should consider the, the new guy Freeney because Patrick looked pretty bad. All right, fellas, we're going to wrap up this session today. I want to thank you listeners for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode after the Tampa Bay game. We're excited to uh, bring you this. Thanks for listening. I really, really hope you guys continue to follow us along. I'm out. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a great, great week. Go Bears. Go Bears.